Welcome to the show, co-stars of the show for the record, Anna Hopkins and Julian Dezati. How are you guys doing today? Fantastic. Thank you <laughs> for having us. So before we talk about the show, Anna, I'll start with you. What was your first job in the world of film? Oh, um, my first job was on a series called Human Trafficking. And um, it was it's actually a very great look into that world um, starring Donald Sutherland and Mira Sorvino. Yeah, that was a, that was a good one. <laughs> <laughs> Julian, same question to you. Uh, I started in the theater, but first film TV job was a commercial for IFC where I had to dress up in drag. Fun. Fantastic. Yep. What, that seemed- I love that. Yeah, that's, I, I love just finding out the first job because it varies all over the place, so. <laughs> it certainly does. <laughs> Donald Sutherland, do an IFC. For the Record is about Ray and Angela just broke up. What if iconic songs we all know and love had the power to bring them back together, followed by interconnected people, stories, music that mend their broken hearts? Julian, to you, what attracted you to the role of Ray? Well, uh, I'm an actor first and I wanted to, uh, I've been writing for a long time as well, made features and shorts and other digital series. And this was just a chance for me to stretch my own capabilities uh, as an actor, uh, play a lead. Um, And uh, so just my own words attracted me to this. (laughs) And I didn't want anyone else to play it. So that, yeah, I, I greedily shoehorned my way in there. Absolutely, that was that was going to be a follow up. I didn't know if like you were your first. I mean, obviously, you're always your first option, but I, I wanted to find out if that was the case for this role. Yeah, I mean, I went back and forth about it, and and ultimately, yeah, because we were like, oh, we should get a you know some big name or you know uh, who you know, what, what Andrew Garfield or something, and then it was like, <laughs> oh, this is my chance, like you know because it's a Canadian funded show, we had a lot of creative control and freedom and there wasn't anyone really telling us what to do. So I kind of said, screw it. Like I, I can do this, I want to do this and I might not get a chance to do this again. So I, I took the leap and I did. And you did a great job. Thank you so much. <laughs> I have to say. Uh, Anna, same question to you. What attracted you to the role of Angela? <laughs> well, I always give this answer. Uh, an audition or an email asking about availability. <laughs> uh, totally not there yet in my career where I um, I seek out projects that I want to be involved in. So so I was learning about the role and the project uh, itself sort of after um, I came on board, and I instantly um, loved the story. I loved uh, the short form um, format and. Uh, the music and the the breakup at the central central part of this whole thing, kind of the the springboard for the whole story. So I I loved I loved everything about it once I learned what it was. <laughs> uh, a follow up question to you there, Anna, is is that opening episode, which I thought was fantastically done by all parties, but that fight, well, it's like one of the most tamest fights I think I've ever seen in my entire life between a couple, but at the same time it gets to the point where you start breaking things. What is it like doing something like that on a set that you normally, typically normally wouldn't do off of a set? Um, I think that there's, you know, there's always these little pockets of um, sort of scenes like this that you get to do as an actor where you 
um, finally get to do something you always wanted to do. So like break a windshield or uh, smash a bunch of records or, you know, it, it's really cathartic. It's a fun, it's fun release. It's very performative. It was, yeah. So it was, I think, just very exciting to, when I read that part, I was like, yes, get to do something crazy. Jillian, in your writing of the entire series, obviously music is the backbone of the show. What kind of made you want to integrate that into the story of love at the same time? I just think that music is that it's the soundtrack to our lives. And I, you know, there have been movies and shows about music and love. I mean, there's so many of them, but, but I've never seen music as the centerpiece, especially the narrative centerpiece that's driving the story. And every song tells a story, every album tells a story. And I just thought it was a cool hook. If you could, if you could get the rights to some really big tracks, uh, you can elevate the production value of, of, of a basic love story. Um, but I know with myself, you know, and a record collection itself can, each album can mean a different or represent a different moment in the span of that relationship. So it just has all these universal themes. And I wanted, I also wanted to do something that was fun and feel good and uplifting and make, you know, yeah, I just wanted to take, maybe start in a bit, a bit of a cynical place and, uh, and say that love can, you know, uh, conquer all or at the very least it can survive thanks to the music. And the music is the, the connecting thing that, you know, is, is going to conspire to try and bring this couple back together. So it was important for me to do all those things and tr see if I could try to get the rights to some big, big music. Uh, Julian, back to you. You really tackle a lot of different um, things throughout this, whether it's the racially charged episode, which I thought was fantastically done with the intertwining of a, um, um, what's the word I'm looking for, an interracial relationship, trying to tackle that. I thought that was very well done. What was kind of the mind frame behind tackling that sort of topic? Well, I mean, an interracial relationship. So I had, we have these conversations uh, a lot, um, but it was the outside of the pilot, it, that episode specifically, episode three was the, the, the next one I had written and I had been working on it a long time and sent it to a lot of friends of mine who are people of color. And I, I just wanted to pay respect to this argument and to that point of view. And I worked very closely with Sud Sutherland, our director uh, on it too. But I just thought it was like a really interesting, uh, like sticky and messy argument to get into. And I didn't have the answers. Uh, and I wanted to see if I can find, if I could find a way to have an argue, uh, debate or an argument about it. It's grounded in the circumstances and, and the stakes of the characters, you know, that we, we reveal it's so much more. It's not just about cultural appropriation, but it's about misogyny and uh, uh, um, infidelity. And there's so many things that it, it can unravel that, that the episode, I wanted to make sure that the episode didn't just become fo focused about that, but that is actually the springboard for so many other issues. Um, but I've had these kind of conversations with friends and, and, and my partner ab about like uh, the cultural uh, appropriation argument and can we like this artist? Can we play this kind of music? Is this appropriate? Does it belong to a certain uh, culture or group? And I just wanted to put that out there and, and start a discussion and a discourse about it and, and see where people, um, where pe you know, where people were on, on that side of the issue. And, and I think you got to come away hopefully buying the argument, some, some pieces of the argument on each side and they're all, everyone's flawed and, but everyone is also right in some way. So that's when it gets interesting to me is when they're kind of weighted the same and, and, 
and it's up to you to decide uh, what you how you feel about it. So I like to ask a fun question before we go. Obviously, with the theme of the show being the music, this is a, a off the wall crazy question. I like to ask all my guests, and Anna, I'll make you go first here. But what is your go to karaoke song? Oh, um, God, the idea of karaoke seems so far away right now. <laughs> Um, I I do like a lot of I think dreams Fleetwood Mac would be my my biggest my biggest one or um, erotic city by Prince that's a big one too. Those are crazy. <laughs> Julian, to you, sir. Um, you know, I it's a like New York, New York, like a Frank Sinatra song or the winner takes it all by ABBA because it's just so over the top and it always gets a laugh. So th those are the two go tos I would think. Yeah. I like it. I like it. Um, I, I will say before we go here, thank you for your guys' time. Um, Julian, I am really going to be hard pressed to get a season two because the ending was rather magical. I don't want to spoil anything, but I need a season two. So I don't know who I need to talk to to make that happen for you, but let's make it happen. Uh, right to, I don't, I don't know, Amazon, Netflix, we pitched them all. <laughs> so we're hoping for good news. So uh, it's just put it out on social. You want a season two. Absolutely. Will do. Thank you guys for your time today. Thank Thanks. you for having us. Mm -hmm.